for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, May 28th, 2015. This is episode 158, Attack of the Androids. I'm Matt. That's Eric. What's up, Eric? Hey there, Matt Lee. Hey there, Eric. Hey, Eric. There's Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, How's it going? Glad to be back. Good to have you back. Also, joining us from the show floor at Google I.O. in the VIP section, Ant Pruitt from Smartphone Photographers. How you doing, Ant? That's not quite accurate, Mr. Lee. Shh. We've <laughs> got our little secret. No one has to know. That's right. We're just going to edit that out. <laughs> how you doing, man? How's, uh, how's San Francisco? I am unbelievable as always, and San Francisco is really, really great, man. Glad I could be here and, and take a look at what's been going down. Nice. And this is your second time doing this? Like you went yes, last, sir. Yeah, you went last year. Cool, man. I went last year to a Google I.O. extended event. Do you need me to plug in my headphones, by the way? No, you sound me? sounds fine to me. I don't, the chat will tell us, I'm sure. <laughs> when I say the chat, I mean Eric's brother. He'll tell us. He's telling us right now. <laughs> yeah, last year I came to an, an I.O. extended event, which is basically a way for people that couldn't get into I.O. in particular um, to experience it, you know, you have a group of people that do a live stream and, you know, have uh, lunch and breakfast and so forth and other little presentations and whatnot um, or competitions. The one that I attended today, they had a, um, it was called Code Kitchen, and there were some some little contests for the developers to try to, you know, do with regarding code. I didn't participate because I don't write code. So this is different than the the event Eric and I attended uh, earlier today, offsite. You you actually are there actual Googlers there with you, or is it just like a bunch of fans like ourselves just hanging out? Is ideally people like us, but there are a lot of developers that you know they wanted to get an I/O, but they couldn't because you you both know it's a lottery, you know. Um, Heck, I tried to go and wanted to pay for it and got all the email notifications, and then it says, huh, you didn't win the lottery. Okay, oh well. You're like, well, that's familiar. I haven't ever won the lottery. Thanks, Google. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's a, it's a lottery to pay to go to this thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's it's one of those pay-to-privilege type of things. Like, we'll, we'll let you beta test our stuff because we know our stuff is great. I mean, we're using it. We made it. Of course it's great. <laughs> But you, you need to pay us for that experience. It's like we, if we start charging people to watch the show. We're like, we know we're great. We can watch for free. You need to pay us to experience our greatness. Of course. Of course. And do you think that this, that this exclusivity is going to last much longer, given that the past two years, the thing they've given out is a piece of cardboard? Um, I doubt it. I doubt the exclusivity is going to fade out because it's still uh, it's still Google. They're one of the biggest companies in the world with a lot of innovation right at their fingertips. And they also have all of this money to go out and snatch up people that are doing bigger and better things too. 
Yeah, the bulk of people that show up at I.O., they're basically those either A, journalists or other Googlers, you know, that are there to clap at the right time. That's pretty much what occupies I.O. in terms of, you know, without there. There's a lot of developers, too, but I'm not sure if they're the ones clapping. It seems yeah, and, to be. And Eric, what's with the hate on Cardboard? Have you seen Cardboard? It's basically no. Cardboard Oculus Rift. Like, I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, let, let me speak about this this cardboard thing. Thank you, Doc. I'm here with Dr. Joey Cohen. I've been hanging with him today. And are you feeling should, okay? Yeah. Are you are you ill? No, 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 no. Dr. Cohen is doing <laughs> big things in the world of medical records for pediatrics. Ah, we doctor. Guys, doctor. <laughs> but um, yeah, he showed me cardboard today. And he pulled up this app. What was it called? Digital Planet or something? Titans of Space. Titans of Space. And Matt, you remember me holding Oculus Rift at CES, and you remember me getting ready to puke within two seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That didn't happen with this. Um, whatever Google is doing to this new virtual reality and cardboard stuff, it's, it's yeah, going to catch Do you yeah, think- it appears to be Oculus for everyone. So that's cool. Is that yeah. is that something? And maybe the doctor, the good doctor, could answer this. Is that something to do with the lag between what your eyes are seeing and your brain is processing, as far as like your space or or something? Or what, what does that have to do with? Motion sickness occurs when your brain thinks you're doing one motion and you're actually doing another. If you'll notice that you never get car sick when you're driving the car. And that occurs because your body, even though you may not realize it, your body knows when the bumps are coming, you know, when you're accelerating and decelerating. So what happens with a virtual reality headset is there's what we call dissonance between the actual motion and the perceived motion. And your your brain doesn't know what to do with that. And usually when there's signal overload in the cerebral cortex, it creates a, a noxious stimuli for, and it causes you to either vomit or feel nauseous. It's your ba- the way your body is trying to say something's not computing. It's time to do something different. That's see, that's interesting because the the younger generation we know exactly what to do with lag. We just get angry and throw our controller at the screen, and then we're. But people like Ant, like they just get sick and and have to like go sit down or something. In Ant's defense, uh, the first time I used a uh, roller coaster simulator on the Dev Kit Two for Oculus, I was actually on my boat at the time. And I had to run off the back to vomit. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I think we saw that demo at CES. I think it was uh, the 3D Heroes or the Gyroscopic, uh, the, their their booth they had. They had a, a headset you could put on, and the video was a roller coaster that was filmed with their 3D uh, camera system. And it was like it, it was funny watching. And So is this just like an overall motion sickness? Because I don't get motion sickness in cars or airplanes or anything, and I was okay with the Oculus. So I don't do ant do you get motion sickness anyway? Well, you know, just like most things, you're genetically variable depending on what you've inherited and some people never get motion sick and some people get very motion sick from the slightest bit of motion. What ant was referring to is a really good program and it, it's much more robust on on the Oculus version, but it it basically is a a a ride through the solar system. So the motions aren't as dramatic. You're in a very large space. The planets are floating by very ethereally. So it doesn't really trigger that that dissonance that your brain doesn't like so much. But even with the 
you know, I find that when, with the Oculus, uh, when I was running it on my Mac, it had a lot of frame rate lag. It didn't make me nauseous, but when I put it on a gaming PC, I was just completely overwhelmed. Interesting. And yet, I don't seem to use it very much for that reason. But, you know, for what I'm doing, healthcare development, I think the Oculus is a great way for doctors to be in a room with a virtual patient. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the, the virtual training stuff is, there's, there's so much possibility there, definitely. We're definitely in infancy of, of VR, and I think that's quite exciting, especially with augmented reality. I like it. I saw something today about synthetic cadavers and, like, allowing people to practice on that as opposed to real ones. And I, I see that you could use sensors and everything and develop, like, a whole cadaver framework, I suppose, that would be uh, of, crazy. of training, right? It, it could almost be like a pretest of like, if you could handle this, then you can go to uh, to med school or whatever. But if not, then you're not going to want the real body because you're not going to handle it. You're going to be motion sickness like Ant. Well, I guess it depends on how fast you're speeding through the circulatory system. That's but true. one of the things <laughs> that I'll tell you, when I was in medical school, uh, we dissected the cadaver, but we learned from the atlas because the atlas was perfectly dissected or uh, virtually presented to you. And, you know, even though you had to go through the process of dissection, when you were really studying for the exams, you were using very professionally produced and guided imagery. And I think that you're right. It, it is a, an amazing tool, especially if you think about doc surgeons uh, trying to relate to a 3D mass in the brain or whatnot. It really provides a lot of uh, insight into how they can navigate surgically through a patient without having to get stick their heads in the brain, so to speak, or put a camera in there. That's yeah. cool. I like the analytic possibility, too, of like having these pre-games, kind of like in, uh, I forget what that movie was. I can't even think of the name now. But like all the kids that were really good at this game were drafted to become like this, this great... The Last uh, Starfighter? No. Well, maybe. That, too. Uh Baldur's yeah, Game or Bender's Game Nerds. or whatever. I Nerds. Nerds. I love that movie. <laughs> Nerds. Let's talk about some Google I.O. stuff. First of all, by the numbers, always fun to look at some statistics at exactly how large Google has gotten, how many users, everything. Um, One billion Android users, which we, we've seen that number come out quite a bit as far as devices activated and all that. Uh, Gmail touting 900 million users, which... I don't know. It's it's rare unless it's like an apps domain that you come across people in the in the real world that give you an address that's not a Gmail. Like I don't know, maybe just the people I run into, but it's more times than not it seems like it's Gmail or it's hooked up through uh, a Gmail. So, is it crowded? What about that visual? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eric. I was just I was going to say, what about that visualization that was that went on during IO? I don't know if you if you were watching the uh, keynote at the time, Matt, but Ant, I'm sure you caught it, um, where they were talking about all the you know here we have a dot for all the users um, that use Android, and they're all different colors, and it just sort of swarmed from one end of the uh, Moscone Center to the other. It was it was pretty amazing. The different data points that they were showing. Yeah, and like even the even that. Like the intro that would never end, like the beginning of that was pretty cool <laughs> with, the, with the galaxies. Yeah, I don't hot. know. They go ahead. I said that was hot. That was hot. Long, but it was hot. <laughs> yeah, it, they just uh, you know the, it, I thought they did a really good job at um, representing the data in a way that it, 
uh, I think you know most people like the layman would look at and say, wow, that's that's pretty. Like you hear these billions being thrown out, and you don't actually think of how much that is. Well, my my opinion on the whole billion Android users is there's a crap ton of free Android phones, and why wouldn't that number be so big? You know what I mean? Yeah, they're you don't have. Just necess- they're not necessarily giving iPhones away for free. I was gonna say you, know? you don't you don't see burner phone iPhones in Verizon. You see burner phone cheap Android phones, right? So it, it's you expect that number <laughs> to be. So I don't even pay that any attention. You know. Yeah, I do like something uh, they said as far as Android Pay. Uh, Seven hundred thousand stores throughout the U.S. It's gonna work with this new mobile payment platform. Um, we, I guess, it doesn't really matter anymore because if you use Google Wallet, you probably got around to getting a Google Wallet card. In which case, you can use it anywhere. Use your debit card, basically. But it would be cool to not even have to use that at a certain point. Every time I see a tap to pay thing, I always like put my phone, my wallet away, and I like get my phone out. If I didn't leave it in the card, I'm like, ooh, I turn NFC on, and I'm like, all right, cool. Now I'm gonna pay with this, and like it works. And when it's so great when it works, like we should just all be doing that. So it's good. That's the thing. It's great when it works, but from my personal experience. Um, I remember seeing the NFC logo on a lot of POSs and going to tap tap and pay or what have you, and it would never work. Well, that was early on, though, too, and that was before there was adoption of it to where they were getting them hooked up. Those those features were always there. They were just never turned on or enabled, and I feel like a lot of those places, like even where I used to work at in Montana, those small stores, we had it, but like no one ever came in with the need to use it, so it never got turned on. They never they never really knew much about it, and I could count on one hand how many places that I knew that I got to utilize it. And then, of course, when Apple Pay came out, it started to grow a little more. And I hated that because it seems like it gave Apple all of the credit for tapping to pay with your phone when this NFC tech has been out there. Either way, credits credits for the ego. Who cares? As long as it works, <laughs> like that's well, what we also, should do. Well, also, the way they implement it is basically Apple-specific. It's proprietary, and that that's the thing. It's Apple Pay, and it's not like a standard system and they don't have an open nfc ecosystem it's basically just apple pay so i like the idea of using a fingerprint scanner and not necessarily having the google wallet app pop right up to open (coughs) used to or like i have been doing so i guess that's going to speed up an extra five six seconds which is a good thing um but my question now is where is the google wallet app going can i go ahead and uninstall it no, you need it to Gmail us money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is nice having that instant notification. So I feel like if somebody did get a hold of my card somehow, I would know immediately. Like, right. unless you lose that functionality, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you can always go to the website, right? You go google.com slash wallet and do that. It's just nice having it on the phone, it's an immediate notification, right? And the sooner we can get a better source of authentication for it, then that can be our sole, you know, device as far as payments. It's nice to know, like, when, when, when the wife has the car to go to the store and run errands or whatnot, and I know what she's going to go pick up. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to get that same notification, actually. <laughs> I know she went there to buy, but that notification tells me where she was and how much was spent. 
and I can say, okay, she spent way too much money. Let's see which, if she lies about this. You're like, hold up, hold up. Condoms in 40s? What's going Jesus, on man, here? You got some trust issues. Well, <laughs> that's not you're, trust issues. You're, you're, you're like looking at the phone. That's reality. She's been gone 20 minutes. Where's that? Be like, do it. Seat? Try me. Trust Try but me. verify. That's what he's doing. Trust but verify. I like that. Yeah, so I cool. like that. It's, it's like it's one step above TNO, which is basically trust no one. So I, I like it. It's good. Um, Android Auto. So how's this is, going to work with, um, like, if you don't have a fingerprint scanner, number one, how's, like, it wasn't very clear from the presentation what's going to happen. Like, is it the, is it the same old prompt you for your password? Um, password. yeah. It's yeah. still a fingerprint scanner. You just use your screen and the fingerprint is in the shape of the letters. That is your password, right? Pin. That makes more sense. Or I thought pin. it was pin. Pin. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, secondly, do you guys think that this is going to um, actually prompt uh, hardware manufacturers to make fingerprint scanners a standard for Android? I doubt in it. this next generation. I doubt it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I sort of doubt it too. You know, I need to chime in. Chime in. I need to chime. Go for it, Doc. Yeah, scoot over, Ant. Scoot over. I hate to ruin the the flow of your show. Well, there's been a very interesting argument in Texas has come up. That's where I'm based. And did you know that police officers cannot force you to give you a pass that you them your, your password, but they can force you to place your fingerprint on the scanner because oh, your fingerprint is seizable property, but your intellect is not seizable. So, and I find that to be very interesting. Because that really opens up the door if someone's using a fingerprint for the, them to be able to get into your private data. So and it's, it's what the I difference. always recommend for, like, not that I have this much trouble with police, but if you set kind your phone to require a password nice. on restart, then you can turn your phone off when the police come. Therefore, you have the benefit of using your biometric data to log in, but if you're in a situation... Especially today, I mean, you know, police have been getting a bad name, and in some cases, they are violating the rights of the citizenry. Yeah. And I think that in today, that adds an extra level of security to protect your private data. So screw. That is interesting. It's the difference between something you know and something you have, as far as what they can compel you to produce. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Yeah, because I, I I think I, I read somewhere in the past where like someone was instructed to put their pin or something into a phone and they wouldn't, but it was legal for them to be forced to put their fingerprint on or something. I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly. That, that would be yeah, something to look that's the same case, I believe. I, I remember reading the same thing. Um, and then I, I think about, too, you know, I sort of – I was pretty young when there was, a, there was a big scare about kids getting, like, kidnapped from malls and stuff. So – the police had all these drives. Hey, bring your kids. We'll fingerprint them. That way, we can find them later. Mm-hmm. So, if some, you know, if, if the cops really wanted to get in, they wouldn't even need me physically. They could probably just pull my records up, and you know, they might be able to figure out a way to take my fingerprint that way. So, I mean, biometrics are. If it's just paying for a latte, that's cool. But I, I'm not comfortable with that being how I get into my phone, how I get into my other devices. No, and I heard on another uh, a more security-focused show they were talking about how that is it's not a good idea to use that because it's not something you can change. Like when a password gets out in the open or something, 
you can change it, right? It's it's changed. Mm-hmm. Now that old password no longer works. You can disable, I guess, that finger, but eventually, if I understand how this works, you profile each finger, right? And then you can set whichever, say, I want my middle finger to open or whatever. So then once you run out of fingers, I mean, they can get out there. They can be saved. They can be stored. I mean, there's we do that. It's like basic CSI biz. Uh, you can't change it once you run out. And then you just default back to password where you could have just been, I guess, anyway. I don't know. I know some companies, including Google, are trying to, like I've read articles in the past where it's like, Google wants you to make your passwords obsolete, stuff like that from Forbes. or I like what Steve Gibson is doing with Squirrel with the secure QR code. I think that's a really great idea, hashing the, the address of the site you're going into with a little salt and your phone ID and some entropy and giving you a QR code that you, if you have your phone, cool. If not, then type in, you know, whatever. Yeah, but common folks aren't going to jive with that. They will once every website enables it and everyone has their phone. QR codes are people know how to use that stuff. It's easy. Maybe secure websites, you know, like ones where yeah, yeah. you log in by it shows you a QR code and you hold your phone up. It's just like two-factor authentication. You pull out your phone and look at the number. You just pull out your phone and snap the QR and there it goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for making two-factor easier on everyone because a lot of people are inclined to it because it's twice as much work as single factor yeah essentially i always like face yeah i always facepalm when i see somebody that's like man my gmail got hacked it's like that should never happen unless you got your phone stolen and you are tied up right now like that should never happen yeah so uh google android auto i I mentioned uh briefly i'm kind of excited about that for driving around i I basically use Google Music and BeyondPod for podcasts, so right now I just have a Bluetooth deck. If I could have that deck or even just my phone like as the deck, that would be cool. But I don't know. It looks cool. It's a place where a lot of innovation hasn't really been happening much. I mean, there's bigger subwoofers, more power, more amps, cooler looking but, amps. But not but more intelligent or useful. The decks you know. are like showing you the same old school Clarion Dolphin graphics. Like, I don't know. that it's It doesn't seem like much has happened there. So th- it's cool to see Android get into that, that sphere of... Uh, quickly they're saying ford and hyundai uh, are a couple of car manufacturers that will start coming with them yep 2016 you're gonna trade vera in and get yourself a 2016 phantom oh no vera you know i love her (laughs) get one of those head units from like pioneer or whatever i mean that that's what i'm gonna do i've got a little corolla maybe it's not as upscale (laughs) but i still love that thing and it, it definitely needs a Car audio upgrade. It's got Can the you even fit a shoe in that car, dude? We not exactly. Some compromises have to be made. Clearly, <laughs> I feel he's like Herman Munster, like getting into uh, like a neon or something, like a, a bug. <laughs> like you seem like you're a very tall guy, uh, Nick. <laughs> Uh, and then to end up here, uh, they revealed again 900 users and 900 million users in Gmail. Uh, Google Play Marketplace has a billion active users, uh, and they say in the last 12 months, 50 billion applications have been installed from the store, which is growing twice as fast in India as in the rest of the world. Probably because India has way more people. So again, yeah. that billion number. It, it- it's, it's, it can be skewed, man. One Instagram, yeah. yo. It's like a nice, yeah. round, large number. Two comma club, bro. Two comma club. 
a billion phones out there, a billion free, well, not a billion free, but a lot of free Android phones, they're going to have Google Play accounts. That's true, right? We could boast a billion downloads, but if none of our listeners gave us any money, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's even so much that they're free. Like, you go to some of these places like India, um, you walk into one of these cell phone shops, there are hundreds of variants of these phones that like in the past it would have been like a nokia yeah. um but now it's just all this crap coming out of china that or some of them are made in india too that it's no-name manufacturers yeah. um really cheap builds but they're running android yeah, so that's so what's probably, boosting up the numbers they yeah, probably don't so, even have play store access yeah, you know what too like nokia they they had their own little offshoot called asha which was their own little propriety operating operating system was an Android, but a lot of companies are in that market where they're, you know, like Firefox is trying to cash in on that twenty five dollar phone market, all these kind of things, and uh, but yeah, that's where Android has really taken off, and yeah, India in particular because it's such a growing economy, they've advanced probably more in the last ten years than most other countries have done in probably twenty. So, and you know too, they're counting all those ouyas they gave away, so. <laughs> Let's see Google Photos. This is cool, and as Sorry. As someone who has been using Picasa web albums and like Google photo stuff from way back in the day, I'm excited to see them just straight up give everybody all the free storage. You want up to 10 megapixel uh, pictures for free and 1080p video. Uh, So yeah, that's definitely encouraging for more people to uh, use it. And I mean, Eric joked earlier, like, oh, here comes the death of Google+. I'd almost be fine with that at that point as long as they kept photos because really I'm duplicating Facebook posts onto Google+, but Google+, Plus is where all my photos live. Like, that's... And honestly, if my Facebook friends use Google+, Plus, like, I would rather that. I do like it better. I like the interface, but all the conversations... And I, I tested this out today with a poll about just, do you smoke weed? Yes or no? I tested my Facebook group, uh, my Facebook feed and my Google+, Plus circles. Google+, Plus let you do a poll. Facebook didn't. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see like the amount of feedback and how quickly the feedback, as soon as I posted on Facebook, I was like getting responses. Google plus it took a little longer. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The photo thing's cool. Cloud storage stuff. You know, they're trying to make it more accessible and open to people. Even those that don't have like a, a Google account, essentially, you know, you just go to like google.photos.google.com and like if you're logged in, you'll see all your stuff, but you can share stuff with it. So yeah, I got excited, but I want to read the terms of service first. Um, oh, are you scared of the Instagram article that came out of people selling people's Instagram photos for like ninety thousand dollars in art galleries? You don't want your photos wow. ripped well, off, uh, Matt. You know how I feel about my photography. This yeah. is my shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I know Google has a crap ton of my other data, and I'm fine with that because they use that data to help me in day to day stuff. But well, you want it to what's be your, your big... data and not Google's data, right? Yeah. And, you know, the whole idea of 16 megapixels is the cap on that. That's great. But if you go back into the keynote, he said for like half a second, you know, something to the effect of we fixed our compression to 16 megabits. Now, the current version of photos does not compress your pictures unless you turn that feature on. Are they going to compress your photos now? 
because it's not only my smartphone stuff that's out there. I have stuff from the CSC out there as well. Right. I don't want that stuff compressed. I may have the answer to that, but I'm not absolutely sure. For example, like my photos are automatically updated to the new version, and, and you can just yeah, go Docs did too. Mine didn't yet though. Yeah, you, there's an APK out there if you if you want to get it. A lot of places like phone, well, yeah, but Phone Arena has has a legitimate link to it. Sure. It allows you to choose like in the app says, hey, would you like to by default set it to the unlimited, you know, but compressed version, or do you want to store on your device the uncompressed image? So I think that's how they're going to do it. They make you choose how you're going to do it. You might be able to upload it somewhere else, you know, uncompressed. But if you're going to use their service for free, you'd have to select it in the app to make that decision, and then it'll automatically be uploaded in that capacity. At least that's how I, how I think it's going to go down. That's what it looks like to me. See, I need to look at that because, you know, not all of your photos on your phone are going to be 16 megapixels. They might be, you know, roughly 10 megapixels. <laughs> yeah, they can uh, compress everything or just anything just above a certain size. That's a good point. Right. Well, I'm wondering if it's going to be 10 megapixels up to the cloud. Um Either way, I don't want my stuff compressed. Do you I think, it, even if it's compressed, there's always the the takeout option, and you have your originals there, right? Like, is that is what's your concern? Is that they're going to be distorted, or that your originals yeah. will straight up be gone? They'll, they'll be distorted because of the compression, right? And I won't have the originals anymore. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And of course, I got other ways of backing up. Sure. Okay. So also, like on your Android phone, like I went to the Photos app. And then I clicked on, like, up towards the top. You're not going to be able to see it. But at the very top, it says back, back up and sync. You click on that. It yep. takes you to the backup section under settings. And then you can click on upload size. And, like, my default is original because I wanted everything by default. And then there's now high quality, so I just selected there. So so at least in the backup section and maybe also in photos, you can do it. But at least right now, I see in the backup section under settings, if you have lollipop, uh, you <coughs> yeah. can do that. So That's and interesting. If it's unlimited space... For free, what is the fine print cost? Will there be some type of terms of service where they can use your photography? You know, that's yeah, interesting. I that's where if it's already in there. Facebook does this already. Yeah, um, they do. So i I wouldn't be surprised if it if it's not in there. Um, if you're worried about it, like honestly, i I would say just instead of using photos, just pay for a drive or something like that and back up your photos like that. The only benefit to this is that you get like the auto awesome and it makes it easier to share with people. Honestly the, the though, presentation layer is nicer. Honestly though, if you're that worried about it, any of these services pay or free, I feel like are going to have that sort of thing in their terms. It's not yours. They can at any point you post something they don't like, they'll kill your account. It happens on Instagram all the time. Instagram's yeah. probably one of the more notorious ones for it, but, um, it, it's not yours, I guess. You're I the, the, the... Google just says, we'll mine it. And, and That's where you know. I went at first. As soon as they said that for free, I looked at it like they are completely encouraging everyone to just give them all of this data. It's data signals. It's look at all these full-sized images and how much data is in there. You know, like that's so much. And they're just like, here. I think they're just... that example. Go ahead, Ant. I think I think what's going on currently is just they're mining your information and using it for um, they use it for ads and they use it far as uh, what things they suggest to you. But I don't believe it mentions using the actual photo to you know to be there. It's metadata. Itself. 
everybody else. You know, they're just using the photos metadata. Where was this photo taken? Okay, so how often does he take shots at this particular geolocation? You know, how often does he take shots of the color orange? You know, data mining. Yeah, it's that with all the other signals. It's all of them, you know. It seems to also track faces, too, from what I can tell. So it'll track, like, this person. Yeah. When you can turn that on and off. Instagram, they're saying, hey, these images are ours now, now that you put them on our service. And we can use these images however the hell we want. I feel like they're all going to have that, though, unless, like, what you're doing with your website, Amazing Phone Photos and Smartphone Dash Photographers, like, that's yours. You know, we, you own that, and I run the server. Like, that's yours, you know. There's no worry that Google's going to shut it down or Facebook's going to shut it down or it's going to go away. Right. Did anybody see the blog posts that were going around this past week about Google making time-lapse photos of a certain location based on users' photography based on that? Oh, wow, that's weird. That's a cool use of it, right? You have so many pictures of, like, the Grand Canyon from a 1,000 people's smartphones. You can start to stitch stuff together like that. Like, see how that could be a a privacy issue if if these people didn't know that these photos were going to be used in that capacity, you know, so interesting. Who who reads reads the end-user licensing agreement? Yeah. Nobody. You've got to always assume that shit's a postcard, always. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder how many lawyers even read those policies, much less the average man. The lawyers do because they're like looking. It's like lawyers that chase ambulances. You know, they're like they're reading through terms of service, being like, "I am gonna sue you. Give me a typo. Give me a apostrophe somewhere wrong." Yeah. Like, it's. I will say, like, I I read through the terms of service when, like, for particular things. Like, I know about the Facebook part because my wife's an artist, and we had this discussion of. You know, where does she post pictures of her artwork? And she does not post pictures of her artwork on Facebook because she doesn't want any of her, you know, any of her property becoming the property of Facebook. The way to do Um, that, though, is to just watermark it. I mean, if you're that worried about it, watermark it and say, here, you can have this picture, but you're going to give my website a shout out every time you use it in something. Unless they're going to digitally enhance and remove your watermark, you know, like that's, at that point, move on because there's a million other pictures. Watermarks are damn useless now, in all honesty. Watermarks are pretty much useless now. You um, think? The big yeah. ones that go right across the right down the middle, like diagonal kitty corner, just that's the only way. That's the only way you can use Attack it. Attackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> like that's a you nice sunset. They use their watermark in the corners and things like that. It, it's it's no point. Oh, uh, I'll crop. I'll crop that shit. Actually, register your photographs. Just go through the whole registration process and, and to CC it. like Creative Commons. Them is that what you're saying? Like trademark register or whatever. Yep, copyright register. Copyright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not Creative Commons. Because it's yours. You don't want anyone right. to use it, right? Good stuff. And that is interesting because the more people get these phones in their hands, the more of them have these Google Photos things turned on. The more you know, somebody's going to question that. Somebody's going to take some pictures of some biz that got auto uploaded and accidentally shared publicly, and somebody's going to get some some lawsuits about it. So, yeah, Ant was talking about data mining. I I think that that with this photos becoming unlimited, they're going to take it to the next level of data mining. Like they they showed off the feature of um, where they said you know 
find that picture when I was in Toronto and it was snowing or something yeah. and it found the picture. Yeah. Like I'll, I'm, I would bet that that's not working the best right now. That mm-hmm. it's still sort of proof of concept, but they're going to take all these pictures that people are going to start uploading and they're going to do that, all this machine learning that they've talked about and they're going to fine tune that process just like they have with all the other stuff that they've announced in the past years. And then, I think that's the huge play. And then Skynet. And, and then and then what? And then Skynet. Then they bro. can do. They're totally. It is Skynet. I love it. They should just change the name. Get it over with. Android S Skynet. We win. That's the end game. That's what we're waiting for. I know, right? Once we get the Android S, everything. There is no T U V X Y or Z because S is Skynet. F U we win. Give us all your money. Actually, we already have it in Google Wallet. So thank you. Uh, the, the app permissions, something kind of cool, right? Even for what, what they said about legacy, uh, apps that aren't already having this in them, you can turn it off if you don't like the permissions. Yeah. And he made it clear, he made it clear too, that you turn this off in some legacy apps and it will break some stuff. So maybe download the developer preview, test it out yourself, see what it does. The force close. Well, you might want to fix that. It'll be interesting to see how this works. So the way I understand it is, A, they're simplifying all the variety of permissions until to a relatively smaller set of permissions. And then, B, as the app tries to use whatever permission, then you'll get a notification this app is trying to use this, like Facebook's trying to use your contacts, and then you approve. I think those are the two things, two takeaways I had from this. I spoke to some developers um on my way over here, I went down to Moscone just to hang out and see what people were up to and what they thought of it. And some of the developers were telling me um, the app permissions is what excited them the most because they feel like that's going to lead to more uh, installs of, of applications because people aren't as leery nowadays because they know they're going to have a little more control over the permissions. Are they? Are people and it's not just even click fatigue? so much the controls too. It's just knowing when something's kicking off. Like if I if I install a browser, we talked about AdBlock. Like I'm installing a browser and it wants access to my ca- my uh, camera. It's like why the hell do you need that? But if yeah. if I install it and then I know like it hey you to went to the Facebook, you go to that specific. It's like website. weird. Every time you're in the bathroom, it wants to turn my camera on. Stop it, AdBlock. <laughs> okay, fine. Allow. <laughs> just this once yes you've been you've been a good phone um. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome android h is going to be her and then it will do that very exciting times we live in gentlemen very exciting times indeed oh, could you tell and maybe it's just me but could you guys tell like it looked like some of these guys have been working like way too many long hours together. Like the one I noticed specifically was Chet and Dan giving their uh, Android what's new talk. And they almost like I was waiting for Chet to just swing on Dan, like make one more comment about my API calls and I am swinging on you, bro. But it, they just like were making jokes that were just falling short. It was, it was cringeworthy at certain parts. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just something I noticed because I was like intently watching yeah. the presentation. You know, developers as a laugh at normal myself. jokes too, so maybe they should have tried more normal 
jokes. Yeah, like you're you're talking about running short on time, but then you're wasting five minutes together on jokes that just completely fell short. I could have wrote you better jokes. You guys had a team of writers. Like, come on, just show us the shit and let's move on. It kind of felt like the pacing and like the presentation itself. Like all of the presentations felt a little off. Like you and I were like joking it was in rushed. the chat uh, last night, or what's that? The, like it was rushed. Yeah, like it, it was rushed. Like some people were clearly uncomfortable being on stage. Yeah, like the the level of professionalism of the presentations was a little, you know, lacking. There was I don't no remember Chet and Dan though. There was no skydivers. I mean. You know, once once you put the bar up there, thirty thou up. You know, it's kind of hard to get back over. I'm just saying, you almost need like uh, what's his name, Baumgartner, jumping out of space again or something with glass on. Felix, <laughs> Felix Baumgartner, hell yeah! And there was no Sergey either. It was the Sundar show. Like, Kinda, we, we were never graced with the presence. Which well, isn't and that part of Sundar's plan? I mean, he seems to be, you know, on a mission of, of running Google to take over everybody's job. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's, I mean, he's taking everything, dude. Everything was answered. Is that it, or is he getting given everything because everyone else is like going to Xiaomi or something? Right, right. Um, I didn't get to catch anything um, about the Chet about and Dan Chrome show in particular. Mm. Um, I wanted to see more regarding Chrome and Chrome OS. Um, did you guys get to catch anything on that? I had to turn it off after the keynote so I can get some writing done. But did you guys catch anything about that? I didn't get to see the event myself, but I just uh, read a uh, post on G Plus from Craig Tumbleson saying that like the Photos app no longer works in uh, in uh, what you would call it in a Chrome OS, so you have to visit the website. And I guess they'll probably put a link in, but the the official photo app stopped working today in Chrome OS. That's the only thing that I've heard, but that's probably because something else, you know, is probably going to replace it in the future, I'm guessing. So, yeah. I'll tell you one. Yeah, the, the presentation. Go ahead, Matt. No, you go ahead, Eric. Okay, thanks. The The presentation was very Android heavy. I don't recall, I don't recall any, um, any mention OS. of Chrome at all. Are you talking about as far as the keynote though? Because there's going to be other talks if you looked in that schedule. Obviously, that it wasn't. Yeah, there's keynote. You're talking keynote. Yeah. What? Okay. In previous keynotes, he he would especially Pachai himself. He he was very very adamant about speaking about Chromebook and Chrome OS and Chrome browser in general. Didn't catch that this time. Well, what are they? It's the Pixel, right? What what else are they going to do? We stuff more RAM in it and put a bigger screen on it. Like the Chromebook is what it is. Pixel, but it's the whole idea of the Chrome web browser, you know, being a little better off. Uh, As I wrote in an article, shameless plug, uh, yesterday for my hopes regarding IO today, one of my hopes was what are you going to do for the consumers regarding the Chrome web browser? All of those extra processes running in the background, just chewing up RAM or in my case, I got plenty of RAM on my machine, but I have to sit at my workstation and listen to my jet engine fans fire off every single time I do a hangout with Mr. Lee or do some, you know, just watch YouTube. And then it gets hot. It's, they need to fix that, dude. Yeah, there is that piece. My hopes. 
Yeah, well, one thing I'll say about Chrome OS, at least from my experiences, so Chrome OS is more RAM heavy, but like Firefox uh, uh, is, to me at least, more uh, processor intensive, and like there's more delays. And I think what Chrome OS, Chrome, Chrome, the browser does, is just load up as much as possible into memory so it's more responsive. So like for me at work, I use Firefox for a lot of things. A lot of times I'm waiting for tabs to just open up and have a very high-end PC there, but Chrome's like relatively more responsive. So I think that's sort of the trade-off, more RAM but more responsive, at least in my experience. I'll tell you just to, to end the, kind of the, the rest of the I.O. stuff, the two things I'm really excited about is this Android MIDI. Finally, all of all of the good music stuff has kind of been iOS dominant because of their lack of latency in the device to phone or iPad or whatever. Uh, there's no latency in it. It's it's like the difference in like putting on a set of Bluetooth headphones and trying to record something over like music that's playing. Like there's a delay there as opposed to using a cable. Um, so now with Android MIDI, you'll have this two way communication happening that is going to eliminate that latency and they said higher resolution audio 90 kilo 96 kilohertz sample rate and multi-channel usb digital audio so i'm totally stoked on that because then maybe we can you can have better uh music capabilities as far as making stuff and playing with stuff you have these large touch interfaces you know you could have it be all sorts of fun stuff if you could do it midi <laughs> so that's coming uh soon which is cool and bluetooth stylus support who's excited for that you just make your own bluetooth stylus <sighs> i know uh, who cares yeah. <laughs> I'm, i am curious matt like you you mentioned the whole midi thing um saying that that's going to solve the uh the delay with music um but i was listening to um yesterday in preparation for io i was listening to uh the latest this week in google which had Kevin Marks on, and I, I believe it was Kevin that was explaining that the problem with the audio on Android versus iOS is uh, is Linux specific. Like this is at this is at a very low level where when when you when you have audio, let's say um, on Android, it's putting it's putting the audio into a buffer and then and then pushing it out. Whereas with iOS, uh, the audio uh, has an interrupt. Like it can it can get it doesn't have to be buffered. Um, so if they're not fixing that, I don't know necessarily that um, this MIDI thing is going to fix the, like I have weird problems with my audio. I don't know that it's going to fix any of those issues. Interesting. I was not aware of that. Yeah. He was saying like, that's why if you, if you like, there's very few pro audio um, uh, hardware pieces of hardware for Android uh, in comparison to iOS. But the ones that, that, um, that do exist um, are more self-contained, like, and that's the only way that they can get around the operating system level, um, you know, drawbacks. So we'll just have to see if you can do your rap music on it. I guess let us know when your when your Moto X get. I know, out. right? And I, that's the other thing. Like, I'm I'm sitting on four four four, waiting for Lollipop, Lollipop, and they're talking about M, which doesn't even have a name yet. And it's like okay, cool. I mean, I'm 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 not I'm not mad. It works. Four 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 works great. I love my phone, but you know, it'd be nice to have the next version before the next version comes out. You know. Well, you've got at least until August. The roadmap that I've seen on on their site has been like 
near release is like the end of July, but but it's supposed to be a, th- a quarter three release that pretty much leaves leaves August. So hopefully you'll get Lollipop before then, but I'm doubtful, honestly, that you'll see Android M on that. But we'll see. One day. And HBO Now coming to Android, huh? What's that? That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. For those of you actually looking- paying for your content, very exciting. Now, that's a standalone, right? Like, you don't need an HBO subscription with cable? For that? Yeah, that it's the app. It that's correct. And so tell, tell us, what you, you're totally down with us. Well, it, it's like I've said before, I'm a part-time pirate, so some things I will buy, some things I will find other ways to get it. Um, sure. But having HBO Go being an on-demand where you pay it, you're paying for whatever you want, not paying for a bunch of other gibberish that you don't watch. You know. Which is basically what we've been wanting. That's what what we've do been doing. We it's do with Netflix. For cord cutters. You do with torrent yeah. sites, right? You download what you want when it's available. It's a way to pay. Uh, if you pay torrent sites, yeah, sure. I'm not saying that, though. No, I'm saying, like, hypothetically, if that's- I was, you know, to do that, that's how I'd do it. And I wouldn't use public torrent sites either. I would definitely use private torrent sites. I and would recommend something private, or at least use a couple proxies going across Europe. I would also recommend uh, using, probably hypothetically, a program called uTorrent. Now, I wouldn't touch any version after 3. You're going to want 2.9.1. I am not even BSing you. After 3, it got sold to like some other bullshit company, and it just, like, uh. most... Listen, most private torrent sites block those versions. Like, it just, if you are on there and you're like, duh, my uTorrent doesn't work, it's probably because you're using the latest version and it's blocked. So, the more you know, the more you know. Eric, tell us about the NVIDIA Shield tablet 5.1. Did yours get this update? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I The moment <laughs> I saw the, the uh, story come across my Feedly, I hit update, downloaded it, um, it's good for me. Like, I, I really don't notice the difference, honestly. Um, What's that but, feel uh, like, was... Eric? What does it feel like when there's an update there and your <laughs> your device doesn't lie to you blatantly in the face, looking at your eyes and lying and saying it's update when it's not? Well, Matt, I, I mean, it feels good. I mean, just having Lolly's pop on a daily basis, I wake up and feel better about That's myself. It's nice, right? Person, it works really good, um, I bet. About my outlook in life. I'm jealous. It's wonderful. I'm jealous. I'm just sure. saying. I'm just saying the move from like 5.0. Dot whatever to mm. 5.1. I mean, I didn't feel that much of an incremental boost of mm. my self esteem or general outlook on life. Mm. But it's still good. It's all good. And the ego. Not, I mean, not just like, loud, you know, really good. No, the ego. I mean, everything's everything's great. Now, Matt. tell I'm, me about tell me about the home buttons. Now, uh, it looks like a PlayStation controller. When did that happen? I, mine look normal, so I, I don't know. I don't have that. You don't have the you don't have the funky. No, I don't have the. It's a circle, a square, and a triangle. Yeah, like that. You're missing the X. Like that, that's a, that's PlayStation yeah. controller. Pretty sure Sony uh, should probably sue the shit out of them for that, right? Because oh <laughs> as you know, Sony oh owns the copyright on you know circles and triangles and squares. Uh, they'll get right on that, I'm sure. If they don't, so they're, someone... They're too busy not updating their servers. Someone should hacked. buy they that. They don't have time for this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to look into whoever owns the rights on Tic-Tac-Toe, and I'm going to buy them out. Uh, I will say that um, I was chatting with... Um, I was chatting... Who was I chatting with? 
that oh Shane, I was chatting with Shane because he's he's complained about you know the Nvidia Shield um, tablet uh, like a few times, like it just hasn't lived up to his expectations. But he said now after he has 5.1 that everything is great, like it runs really well. Um, so from his standpoint, like the 5.1 was a huge huge improvement on the experience. Yeah, my original Nexus 7 runs a little bit better under 5.1.1. So I've got the Nexus 5, Nexus 7, and Nexus 9, they all have 5.1.1, but the one that I actually noticed was the Nexus 7 because it slowed down under Lollipop. Now, would you say it actually runs better, or did you just feel like it runs better because of the it, familiar it actually runs look better. Well, for me, and I've got, you know, it's, it's controller. Slow, as, slow as crazy, but okay. yeah, it, it's noticeably faster. It's not just because it's, it's not like a speed PlayStation game. controller. It's, it is faster. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mozilla giving up on a $25 smartphone. What's up with that? Just not into manufacturing goods? A little harder than it sounded? They're probably not making money. <laughs> probably. But the Firefox OS going to live on. Are they open sourcing it? What's wh- Where is it going to live on at? In the hearts and minds of the wives of everyone who developed it? <laughs> it's going to live on in Wikipedia. <laughs> um, archive.org that's right I, I think they're, they're just planning on offering more expensive phones they just didn't make money like Ubuntu phones well I mean a $25 phone I've, I've spent more on bags of weed I mean that's, that's a cheap phone there's probably not much of a margin there so we made it with a $5 Arduino board and this $2 microphone <laughs> no camera no camera that's extra I honestly think they they were they were thinking that this was going to catch on like wildfire in places like India, but then, you know, like I talked about before, all these manufacturers, it's easier for them to uh, to just make a phone and throw Android on it, and then you have Google putting its weight behind Android One. Um, I there's there's no market like they they weren't bringing anything new to the table to to change what's our you know to change the momentum of what was already happening in the market. What if? Now, this is crazy, but what if they took the resources that they wasted, spent on this OS, and they put it towards, like, their mobile apps? How much less would those apps suck? Like, Firefox on Android? It's not that good. Not good at all. Well, maybe they should just do something else, you know, diversify, because that's what Google did. You know, they're they're late to the game in entering the phone market. Hey, we're going to make some phones. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Maybe seven years ago. But you know, a couple of years ago is is not is it's too late. They need to do other other things. So they're now competing with Apple and now Google and and Microsoft to some extent. You know, I think they should they should beg Google to buy them and then just like work on something else. <laughs> at this point, I mean, Firefox again for desktop is really great. And when you need something that's not loading its whole worth of the internet into RAM. Hey, Firefox. I mean, it's definitely a good idea use. that they're working with Yahoo and they're trying to trying to, you know, be something different than Google. But uh, I mean, they just have to actually do something else because they're they do not have a profitable model. Essentially, having a browser that's free, you know, and having an OS on twenty five dollar phones that's that's not how they're gonna gonna make a profit so i like that he's they, they say we will build phones and connected devices that people want to buy because of the experience not the price all i can say is amazon has a lot deeper pockets and they couldn't get it right no yeah, fire true. phone also not not bueno what's up with that 
Well, they got tablets right and they started that early enough, but they decided way too late to get a phone that's going to be overpriced and underspecced to do gimmicky stuff that few people wanted. So they had a lot of flawed reasoning, or I would say just a complete lack of reasoning in actually developing and releasing the, the Fire Phone. You know, they need to go back to the market itself. That, so. Biting off a little more than they could chew at the time. If they sold that for the price of a Nexus, you know, five or four, you know, and made it a little bit better, like a better screen, and I don't know, they, they had a lot, lot to do. So, I think Fire, I think Mozilla, uh, they missed the boat. Um, they should have been working on their browser, and then maybe Microsoft would have bought them when they, uh, when they decided to ditch Internet Explorer. Ooh, I like that. But could well, you I imagine? I really don't see. I don't see Mozilla like I can't think of anything that they do nowadays that is not completely replaceable. Well, um, yeah. well I agree with that, but Firefox is there because realistically they can't be bought by Microsoft or Google. That's true. They are a and, competitive browser. Yep. And Microsoft's <laughs> been sued already for making Internet Explorer too built into Windows, and they had to step back for that. And I, I think that if Microsoft or Google or even Amazon were to buy Firefox, you might have you might have an issue there. So, I don't know. Yeah, but only in Europe. Okay. That's so, a small market, right? Mozilla launched, in Europe buys phones. <laughs> Mozilla launched Firefox OS in 2013 with the goal of breaking open the, quote, walled gardens that confine iOS and Android users and bringing internet services to millions of people who can't today afford smartphones. Turns out all those people really enjoyed walking in their walled gardens and they don't need it. <laughs> they can't afford smartphones. They just don't want your smartphone. That's true. That's probably true. <laughs> when people are choosing burner Android phones over your top of the line $25 premium smartphone. That says a lot right there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of not $25 smartphones, what do you think of the Iron Man Galaxy S6 Edge, the longest name ever? I First of all, what do you think of Iron Man? We Iron Man's cool, right? Yes. Okay, so Iron Man's cool. What do we think of Samsung? Eh. I presume it was yet another gimmick. Mm. Uh, mm. Based Samsung. on their record of previous gimmicks. That's what they do is just gimmicks, but I, I've yet to see the phone. That's a good tagline, right? It'd be the Samsung, is pretty... just gimmicks. Yeah, the phone's pretty cool. I mean, it's basically a Galaxy S6 Edge, but it's Red and gold, and it looks really good. And it's got a uh, the Iron Man like face, whatever, on the back. But uh, it looks really good. Uh, I agree with a lot of people that say this is probably one of the best looking phones out there. Does it's it, not the best looking phone, just my opinion. Does it summon? I think it's that color. It's that like specific Iron Man red. I I think it just looks Ooh. good on a phone. Is yeah. that copyright? Is that color like? <laughs> I would not be surprised if it if it were. It is. You know like, it is. You know it is. Yeah. Don't do color picker on that because you'll get sued. Oh my! But God. it looks like it even has the it even has like a little Iron Man um, wireless charger with it. I mean, it's it's a good Does looking phone. Does it come phone. in a Happy Meal? Do you, do you get and it if free? If you like the color, eh. what's that? Do you get it free in a Happy Meal? I mean, does it come with a toy? That's what it looks like. <clears throat> Can you picture Ant rolling up in his Phantom, like rolling down the window, talking on his S6 Edge Iron Man smartphone, just looking it looks, nice? It looks 
gimmicky, dude. I, I, yeah. I think the face on the back looks gimmicky. I think Who is it going towards? That. What's what's the demo? Is this kids? Is this like you're a parent and you're going to get your kid this because they love Iron Man and the Avengers? Or is this like us nerds that are into comic books? It, it Yes, it is for nerds, but also I, I think this is Don't probably... point at me, Eric. Point at you. <laughs> you're the nerd. I think this, there's probably more to come. You're the so nerd. I think this is just the first... First of uh, many phones, in the, you know, with the Avengers, whatever. We may see a green, green one for the Hulk. Or I'm gonna hold out for the one with the chick in it, and then it just has like you porn, like preloaded, <laughs> like all 32 <laughs> gigs of it, right? Just you porn. <laughs> you can email Matt at show at attackoftheandroids.com. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Microsoft Cortana coming to Android. Who's excited for that, Halo nerds? You're a nerd, Eric. I'm excited. I just like the name. It's better than Google Now or OK Google or whatever the hell it is. And then it will integrate with my Windows 10. Hold on. Did you just say it's better than Google Now? Did you just say it's better Uh, than Google Now? I said it has a better name, certainly. It's Cortana. That's its sweet name. But this is Google now. I mean, it's basically it's OK Google Siri. now. OK Google. OK Google now. OK Google now. Well, it says now. it's going to be a companion app for, for Windows 10, so I don't think this necessarily has to replace um, you know, what Google's already doing. Um, it just If you use uh, Windows at home, like maybe it'll just make those... Uh, make that integration a little tighter. What are the um, app permissions going to look like with this? And when you shut those down, is Cortana going to just like nag at you until you, till you release your wallet permissions and your contacts list and all that? No, only when you're in the bathroom. Other than that, she's she's quiet and she's fine. Nice. No I like problem. that. You guys are not right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Cortana walking around down there, just like waiting to get her hooks into all our little Android APIs? You know that's why. I'll stick with I think this friend. They're supposedly building one for iOS, also, like a Google Now thing. That's not Siri, but like this other thing. Silly silliness. Well, Microsoft's saying that it's going to, it's going to quote uh, make sure that your photos, your music, your docs move effortlessly wherever you do um now that could just mean like office 365 like it could just mean cloud um or it could mean like you know pictures on phone i fling it to you know computer and that's that sort of what they were doing when they showed us the original surface yeah they are trying to build an, an ecosystem i mean they've got an ecosystem already like all these billions of apps and stuff like that but like they're trying to build their own ecosystem like cortana and OneDrive and all these other things, you know, so. That makes sense. Whenever I take pictures, like, I always have OneDrive pop up now because it came with this Lenovo. So I started using it. It's, like, one more place to put pictures I take on my phone. But it's always, it, like, wants them. It's like, hey, I, I just, I noticed you took a picture. Can can I see? Can I, what, can I see that? What, what is that? What did you take? I'm like, go away, OneDrive. So, you know what's really cool is the Robo, Roboto, Roboto font family. I really like yeah, the look of it. Uh, and yeah. now it's open source, so all of our websites should be redone in Roboto. Yeah, I actually use that in, in all of my YouTube videos. Most Any video where I make a uh, – where I have text, 
because it's actually very clean and it's very readable. Even on like a very small device, you can actually read it even if the font is small. I haven't yeah, seen so that yet. Yeah, you can download it for free and then and then install it. I've had uh, a version of the font that I've used, and I put it in all my videos. I, I use a block font for my name in the actual intro, but everything else is Roboto because of, of the look, and it's different than like Arial and a few of the other fonts that are pretty common. So. Hell yeah. Did you see Lenovo's uh, VR goggles coming out? Probably pre-installed with malware. <laughs> Just going to be right up front about it. You boot it up, it's like, here's some malware. Now let's see what your house looks like. Yeah, it looks to be a more premium you know, kind of VR device, but pretty much anything that's more expensive than cardboard is going to be premium. But uh, It's metal cardboard. It, it looks interesting. It's metal cardboard, basically. <laughs> so that's cool yeah it didn't look really impressive um i like you see these things cardboard is okay because it's cardboard because you know it, it might cost you if you don't want to make it like maybe you pay 20 bucks to some company to send it to you yeah um but i'm i'm not gonna pay any more than 20 bucks for something like this lenovo like i would i would rather just spend the extra money and get something real like the HTC Vive or um, the Oculus or something like that. Like this is, I don't know, this is like some Viewmaster shit. <laughs> oh yeah, if it comes with giant discs with Disney princess characters like all over it, like those little viewfinder things, that'd be awesome. Also out of a Happy Meal, coming soon with your Galaxy S6 Iron Man Edge. <laughs> <laughs> you know it looks good, you love that phone. And it would look good in that Lenovo case. I, I like <laughs> Lenovo when it's formatted and fresh and clean and an all-in-one. I really do. I like this Lenovo. Like, the recording setup is great, but I don't know. They, they use nice hardware. For they sure. Yep. Netflix, for Android TV, 4K support. Your ISPs are loving that, I'm sure. They don't care. <laughs> They'll just shut you off. It, the the support's there, but you're not gonna ever see it. Trust. <laughs> yeah. The developers, another group of developers I talked to today, um, Android TV was one of their concerns because they had some projects related to it, and according to them, it was barely touched on today. And, I'm wondering if something is on the schedule for tomorrow with that, because I'd like to see more from Android TV. And... Yeah, I wonder how popular it's going to be. You know, they don't really have a lot of support for, like, you can't just download any of the million apps, you know, that you want and put on Android TV. You pretty much have to get an Android TV, an app made for Android TV, and that's what you have to choose from. And I'm not sure how many apps there are and how many other services there are with it. I don't have it myself. I've been interested in getting it, but like Matt, I just haven't been able to... Uh, to shell out the money for Android to TV. To afford so. one. The smart TVs seem to be a norm nowadays, too. Yeah. Um, you know, for people that aren't as, as geek-tacular as ourselves, they figure it's smart to buy a smart TV. Me, personally, I don't want a smart TV. I'd rather have a set-top box because yeah. of you know, that, that thing they call the motherboard. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the benefit? Also, you can just replace it and use the existing TV with a better, you know, smart box, you know, smart yeah. TV. Whatever. I don't, I don't ever get the benefit of that. Like when you can buy like a thirty-five dollar Chromecast, it seems to me if you have a smart TV that's not getting updated, 
there's going to be a bunch of security vulnerabilities in there, and they're not going to get fixed. And pretty soon, yeah, people are watching you watch TV. Dreamcast and a set-top box is you're not having to have two devices to get your one output. You know what I'm saying? Also, like the Android oh, TV. Oh, because it's can, built into the cast as well. It's in the TV, I see. But the, I mean, the Chromecast, it is. It's like, it's in the TV. You never take it out. I mean, I, I just don't understand why you would want to buy an Android TV over a Chromecast, I guess. Unless you already... No, just, well, that's what I'm saying, man. Let's think about it. You, in order to use the Chromecast, you have to have something serving up to it. A TV already. Oh, you're saying like internet... Yeah, you have to have something serving something. up to the Chromecast. Like a phone or a tablet yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. The TV is... With the a set-top box, you don't have to do that. Right, you just right. have whatever network connectivity you got going on. It. Like a remote or a controller. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like the Chromecast doesn't... You know, it has very little processing power. Yeah. And if you want to do 4K and that sort of thing... like. You know, you're you're probably going to run into problems if you're just using a Chromecast. You know that thing in your in your HDMI port. Yeah, and I think it's only got like half a gig of RAM, too. So and not much storage. So <laughs> I think it's like four gigs of storage, half a gig of RAM, and you know it is thirty five bucks, but it's mostly built for media consumption. Although it's all uh, ephemeral, some... right? You're just streaming a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're just casting stuff to it. But with Android TV, you can actually have apps and other services directly on it and just use a remote or whatever. So don't get me it, wrong. It's it has its place. I enjoy the Chromecast. I, I don't have any knocks against it, but you know, you must um, not have a Chromecast that reboots all the time. We're using our roommates here and like, I don't know if it's just a bunk Chromecast, but man, it like does not stay working very well. Like play music. It'll play two songs and then die and freeze. No, I don't know. It works sometimes, but like I feel like I want to get another no issue, one. None. None. No, well, maybe it's our crappy DSL out here. In I'm pretty Smallville. sure it's you guys. You think? User error? Yeah. You think it's my old phone? It's not Lollipop. Maybe it doesn't like it. <laughs> no, it could be the Chromecast that is a $35 device. You know, just pick up another one and see, see how that works. But yeah, mine's working fine. I almost got that Nexus player, and then I didn't because... I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's still on sale too. It's what is, it dropped from ninety nine dollars to seventy dollars, um, and and now I mean it, it was sort of timed with I/O right after the keynote ended. Nvidia launched their uh, Shield console, which is a little more expensive than seventy dollars. How much was it? I didn't see that. One ninety nine. Yeah, one ninety nine or two ninety nine, and the embargoes released. So you're seeing sites like Hardware Connects. PC Perspective and other Android sites like Droid Life, I've already seen they've got reviews or, you know, kind of an explanation video of the NVIDIA Shield. So I haven't yet watched any of those videos, but I'm, I'm well, I've watched the Hardware Connects video, but yeah, the NVIDIA Shield, uh, the, uh, the uh, console looks actually pretty cool. So it, it, in fact, actually one of the things I've been trying to do is look up how it compares to like the Wii U, the Xbox One, and the PS4 in terms of processing power, because particularly for the GPU, it's very powerful. And so it'd be interesting to see if that even is competitive with something like a Wii U, because it may actually qualify as a eighth generation console with the amount of power it has, and power it has, as well as of course the the fact that it's you know been released within this eighth generation. So 
I, I think a lot of the reviews that I've read, even just, you know, in the few hours since it released, um, I mean, these these companies are saying that this is by far the best Android TV that's been released. Um, I watched one review, I believe it was from Android Police, or uh, actually it might have been Droid Life, um, that they released right after the embargo lifted. Um, and it looked, I mean, it looked really good. Um, it, it, it had like a Roku feel. Yeah, it's a beast. Yeah, it's got 4K support for streaming media, and also you can uh, some games you can actually play. You know, the Android type games you can play in 4K, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So it comes with um, it comes with a few games. Uh, Ant like I think does not care. Uh, Alice <laughs> Prince, what's that? I said Ant does not care. He's like, this is dumb. You kidding me? No, 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 this no, is I, the only reason why Netflix. No, this is. They're probably going to get my money. Oh. Yeah, it looks good. Oh. Yeah. There it is, one ninety nine. Yeah, the one with the five hundred gig drive. That's actually a hybrid drive, but still, that if you want, you know, a good amount of performance, you know, you you know, you'll get that. You know, with the flash that's built in. I'm really curious if you could, uh, if you know, if you could open that sucker up. You can't. And replace that drive. If, no, you can't. It doesn't have a static connection. What if is you it? You solder. Is it just like I'll solder. Is this shit soldered to the board? Oh, I'll solder. I'll undo some yeah, solder yeah. and then I'll re-solder it. Just for I mean, it may be it may technically be a static connection or something, or maybe M.2. I'm not sure what it's actually using, but the actual section for the drive is is your standard 2.5 inch, you know, connection. But you cannot like say you buy the one with 16 gigs of RAM. You can't just Put a 2.5 gig drive in there to replace that. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking if you get the if you get the 500, and oh, then, you, then you go get like a, I don't know, like an SSD, like one of these yeah. 128 SSDs yeah. for 50 bucks. I mean, yeah. What's to stop you? That I would not be surprised. Uh, there will probably be take part guides for it. You know, I fix it or whatever. See a CNET, they do a good uh, breaking open or cracking open series. You know, so I won't be surprised to see that. But hardware connects is, I think, where they took a, where they opened it up and showed the inside. The, it's like a little minute video. The one thing that I do like about Google TV is, again, back to the whole partial cord cutter thing. Yeah. It, it integrates with my um my Direct TV because I have Direct TV, so my kids can watch some of their cartoons. Yeah. And that way, I get to use one remote to do everything. If I get this shield, I'm going to have to use two remotes, one for the shield, one for the direct TV services. Mm. I don't like that. I don't, well, then again, I just I want to say I just saw something about Harmony on there. Is there an app for direct TV on the I know you. They got, a, they got compatibility for Logitech Harmony remote, so maybe that's an option. Mm. I know that one of the features is you can actually use a keyboard and mouse with it. So... That's huge. I mean, how many uh, Android consoles like to use a mouse and, and keyboard? Maybe they do. I don't know. But that's a good feature for this. Plus, you, it has an SD card slot for storage. You know, and you can. Uh, Man, I did not need to see this. I spent so much money this last quarter, and now you're going to throw this thing at me. Jeez. <laughs> it looks work. like an Ouya. Did anyone mention that? Like, is that this kind of Ouya controller? Yeah. Well, it's a lot more powerful than, than the Ouya. But well, yeah, I would hope. Nvidia. <laughs> I would hope. I think somebody stole my Ouya out of my office. Where's my Ouya? Where's my Ouya? <laughs> oh, well. I, I've got it. I've got it, Eric. 
Oh, thanks, Nick. I'm just cleaning the dust off of it. I'll be sure to bring it back yeah. to you. It was just holding these papers down over here, making sure. I mean, huge draft in this office. It, it, it's out of control, really. <laughs> I, mean, I, I looked under the game. Blows through here. Like I just don't know where it is. I got an Ouya and a GameCube holding like my personal files down. Someone thought it was a Rubik's cube. Why does this thing not work? I it's got... a compulsion. Every time Matt mentions the Ouya, like I feel the need to go touch it. Because you want to go get it and then put it in a box, put my address on it, and send it. Because I'll I'll hold more papers down with it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Periscope for Android. Does anyone care? We mentioned this last week. We're all using. We're not even using that. We're using Hangouts. So get with the program. We're making vines, and I need all my bandwidth for the show. I can't be wasting it on Periscope. I know. I. <laughs> Between my 4K streaming, my ISP's not giving me, and all of the high bandwidth virtual streaming, my Periscope's not letting me do. I just... I was told to try Periscope today, and and it wouldn't work for me just yet, because people were like, we want to see what's going on, yada, 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 and and it just cycled. Your HTC was like, that's not a re. Get out of here. It sounds like a Periscope. What's that? Nexus 2. Yeah, it's the same kind of case I've got from a Nexus 5, but it's... Do you it's love that? When did you get that, Ant? Man, I've had this Nexus 6 a little while. Damn, me and you, we do talk every now and then. Since bro. last year, dude. <laughs> I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you since CES. Did you have it then? I feel like you were angry at a Galaxy Nexus or something. No, I, I didn't have it at CES. I okay. got it shortly after that. Okay. Well, that's the last time I saw you, so... All right. But we talk, dude. Damn, Not about so our bad. phones. We don't talk about our phones. We're on our phones when we talk. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to ask you. Your two years isn't That'd up. I didn't know you got a new one. Shit. Still waiting for mine to be up. <laughs> should Should Nick and I go? Like, Should we give you guys some time? All right, I Eric, like bef- time. before you go, what's the email address? Matt, our email address is shieldattackoftheandroids.com. That's fantastic. And how many websites do you have now, and what are all their addresses? In alphabetical order, please. In alphabetical order, I can't do that. Nah. But we will start with amazingphonephotos.com. That is a great gallery site to go and check out um, for those of you that have short attention spans. Just go to the site. It'll load up a photo. It'll switch to another one. Then it'll switch to another one. It's beautiful. Check it out. And then there's smartphone-photographers.com. That's more of the thinking man's site for smartphone photography. I, I was totally trying to screen share the first one you said, and, like, the picture is still loading. Amazing pictures, though, if you're on anything faster than my crappy DSL. Like, <laughs> they're, they're great. Oh, wait, there it is. Well, I know it's Boom. not the server. Look at it. Oh, you know it's not. You have the best host in the biz who uses right. the best host in the biz. <laughs> But yeah, those those sites look really good. I, I'm I'm impressed that your sites look way better than the server sites. So that's cool. <laughs> Should hire you to build me a website, yeah. <laughs> and then you got some articles coming up at a new domain still, or what? Uh, yeah, my Google I/O uh, keynote recap should be coming out shortly. It's in the editor's hands. Nice. Uh, and then I'm going to do a little more walking around tomorrow and try to talk to some more developers and and get some stuff um, from a developer standpoint because my first pieces were based on, you know, consumer-related things. But, you know, we're a bunch of nerds and geeks. We want to get into the guts of stuff. Well, and hey, I'm off tomorrow, so if you want to do some Periscopes, we'll uh, we'll do. 
And when those don't work, we can do some hangouts. (laughs) (laughs) I got to figure that shit out. (laughs) For sure. Cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Definitely. It's good to have you on the show. Appreciate you. And you mentioned the smartphone hangout. You did. I wasn't listening. Uh, No, that is uh, every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern-ish. 9 p.m. Eastern-ish. But not this week because I am here and I didn't want to get the moderators to – to host on a short week because of the holiday we had on Monday and people had plans and yada, yada, yada. So God give mods a break. We got a great challenge going on, focusing on high key photography. Uh, if you don't know what high key, high key photography is, go to my YouTube channel. There's a great explanation by myself and the staff there. And, uh, you'll learn something. I'm not, I'm guessing it's not the opposite of low key photography where it's like, it is the opposite. Whoa. Whoa. You were freaking brilliant. Bro. I was just cracking jokes, cracking wise. Awesome. Well, Nick, you got uh, some some videos on uh, the YouTubes. What's your channel? What is yeah, your so channel code? I'm, I'm still working to get 500 viewers so I can actually change the name of my channel. Uh, right now it's a bunch of gobbledygook characters. But if you uh, go to YouTube.com, type in Nick Carroll and then tech, as in technology or technology, uh, you'll mine will be the first entry there. And I basically produce... A random assortment of technology-related videos, unboxings, various things like that. So nice. And if you search for his name without like the tech, you'll see some of his other videos. Which I mean, maybe you're into that, maybe not. Who knows? So be it's careful. Pretty it's tasteful. A large, angry black man on YouTube. <laughs> it would be low-key photography. <laughs> awesome, Eric. Are you doing anything you want to? No, you're you're not. What's your girlfriend's <laughs> galleries page? What's that? What's your girlfriend's galleries page? Well, I, I really don't want to bring my girlfriend into this, but my wife's website is... <laughs> oh, man. But your, your girlfriend's art my is so much better than your wife's art. Fineartbymelissa.com. Uh, uh, that stuff's pretty good, too, but, I mean, your girlfriend's art's way better. Awesome. Yeah, hers is also tasteful. Similar to Nick's, but different. A little different. A little more nude. A little different. Awesome. I'm writing a bunch of weed reviews over at StuffStonersLike.com, so if you're into that stuff, definitely check it out. We actually uh, were told that we raised the bar with these last weed reviews, four weed reviews on the internet, because we had a lab do some analytics, some cannabinoid terpene profiles, uh, and we have cool, pretty charts and content there, so check it out. And I took all those pictures, and they're pretty, so look at my close-ups of the weed, weed porn, if you're into that, StuffStonersLike.com. Doing the jam hole, doing hotbox, so... Check all that stuff out. Of course, attack of the androids.com every week here Thursdays. I will be gone next week. I'm driving to Montana, to Lolo, to Neon City. As you can see by this neon blanket I have hanging here, getting in the mood, gonna go get crazy for, for a couple days. Gonna drive eight hours and then eight hours back. It's gonna be fun. So I'm sure Eric will head the hangout and uh, we'll see you the week after. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.